0: Hello, everyone. We are rolling for another episode of the JJ F1 podcast where Jonah and Jordan talk about all things related to F1. Season three. Season three! <laughs> We're back for season three! And also, I think for the first time since we actually had some sort of restrictions removed, we're in person yeah. again. Yeah. I think it's been since uh 2021, probably. So, welcome to season three of the JJF1 podcast. Let's do this! Uh, Jordan, I'm so happy to I, see you again in person. It was a very
1: impromptu decision, but we're doing this in person. You know, it's going to be fun and we're excited for season three get ready for some race reviews some race predictions and some great content coming your way it's a new dawn in the jjf1 podcast
0: yeah i honestly i can't believe that this is our third season yeah not this for for this it's all
1: fun it's all fun
0: i am extremely excited and with this excitement we're going to channel it all the way into our predictions for this year's f1 season um Jordan, you've watched more of testing than I have. Yeah, uh, I've had a crazy, crazy time recently, but uh, I got to get a little bit of the synopsis of what's going on in testing. Uh, what what was your overall vibe from testing?
1: So I got to watch testing mostly day two and day three because my ex- last exam ended the first day of testing. So I got to watch a lot of day two, day three. My overall vibe of testing is that. The cars are faster, they're lighter, and I think we're going to have a more competitive season. I think that's going to be more it's going to be tighter than last year. But at the same time, I think that's only going to be tight amongst the teams who can get into the top 4, top 5, and then the bottom 4, bottom 5 are going to be very behind.
0: That's so basically it's going to be it's going to be two two races. Yeah. After. F1.5 as it was called for. For
1: season three, we can start off with a hot take. I think that this year, we're going to see the kind of disappearing of what's known as the midfield. It's, it's going to be the top end and, and, then, and the, the bottom team. end. Yeah. It's going to be the top four and then it's going to be the rest. That's my opinion and the biggest takeaway I got from testing. But we'll dive deeper into it with the more, more detailed predictions.
0: Yeah. I've I've also heard, I mean, I saw a bunch of graphics that F one put together recently that some teams shaved off something like two two point 2.1 seconds off their twenty twenty two testing time.
1: Yeah, well if if you look at the cars themselves, they're you know, everyone's going dark mode this this season. They're shaving off lots of time because of weight reduction. And weight reduction because they're taking off a lot of paint, Mercedes is all black, so it's all carbon. I love- and now it's, and, and that makes them faster because there's less weight.
0: I miss, I miss the Black livery. I'm very happy that it's back on history. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, so let's, let's dive right into it. Okay, we have, this is the first episode of season three. And in a few days time, there are going to be three drivers that are going to ran, run in their first F1 race of their careers. Ah, uh, kinda. As a full-time, race as a
1: full-time driver, driver. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But it'll be um, Oscar Piastri with McLaren, Nick DeVries Vries with AlphaTauri, and Logan Sargent with Williams. Which one do you think is going to have the best season?
1: I think the the one who's going to have the best season is different than who's going to be the most impressive driver.
0: Uh, let's let's base it off, given.
1: What, what they're given. What they're given, Oscar Piastri is going to by far have the best season. But I think the most impressive driver is going to be Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries is built for this moment. He's built for Formula One. He's won every championship everywhere he's gone. And I think that AlphaTauri is a perfect introduction to Formula One. Yeah. You know, low pressure, bottom tier team, where I think he could do some damage. I think he will be the most impressive driver. And the ones that we will say at the end of the season is going to be the best rookie.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I can't believe that Alpha Tauri finished ninth last season in the Constructors' Championship. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I think that I think that Nick DeVries is going to have the kind of season that will show that uh, Yuki Tsunoda, if he wasn't supposed to be an F1 this year, he probably shouldn't be He's next year. He's yeah. definitely not going to be an F1 next year. However, I think the most impressive driver for me is actually gonna be Logan Sargent. Um, I believe in the American uh, you know, uh if you imagine my bald eagle passport that I have uh somewhere in my room. But my, my American passport is showing here. Um But for me, I think that he could pull some points finishes like uh in situations that would be entirely unprecedented to the point where it will remind me a lot of when Alex Albon last year in Australia got like 44 laps out of 45 on the same tire compound pit for the last lap and then got a few points out of it um I think that with Logan Sargent's ability to um to be able to notice when other drivers are making mistakes, force drivers into mistakes, make passes. Um, one pass could be the difference in Williams' scenario for tens of millions of dollars that could end up in their bank account next year. So I think that Logan Sargent is definitely going to contribute to that. I think that everyone thinks that you know Alex Albon is going to be head over heels, better than Sargent. I disagree. I think that Sargent is going to, I don't think he's going to run with Albon as in they're going to go, you know, equal for equal because it'll be Sargent's first year in F1. But I definitely think that people are not giving him the respect that he should be getting. Because I've been talking about Logan Sargent on this podcast since probably halfway through last year, and I, I believe in him.
1: I, I, I see what you're saying with Sargent. Now, my whole argument with Devries is that I think that he's going to be the reason why Yuki Tsunoda has no seat next year. I agree with you. And to me, <laughs> that is more impressive than Logan Sargent keeping up with Albon, who I think is not outperforming the car, but is performing the car... To where it's supposed to be and not to exceeding it, because we're comparing Albon to Latifi, who didn't perform the car at all. Yeah. So I think that Sergeant Albon are taking the car to where it's supposed to be, whereas the reason type of character and the type of driver that's gonna outperform the car. And to me, that's more impressive. Mm-hmm. But I definitely see what you're saying with Sergeant, and I'm excited to see how he's gonna perform, yeah. especially comparing comparison to Albon. Who did really well in that Williams last night? I'm
0: I'm extremely intrigued to see how Sargent does this year, and that's why I have that kind of yeah. that kind of faith in him. Um, now let's go back to uh, the biggest surprise of the year that we have here. Um, so I what you kind of put this together, <laughs> so I want to know what is your version of the biggest surprise, driver or team? Yeah,
1: so it's basically, when I say biggest surprise, I say, the mainstream media and the mainstream F1 public does not expect this to happen, but you, Jonah Presser, you think it will still happen.
0: What do you think I'm gonna say?
1: I don't know. (laughs) It just depends on what the media is talking about and what everybody believes is, is what's talking about. So I'll give you my example. My biggest surprise of the season is that I believe that um, this is Ferrari's championship to lose. That is my biggest surprise of the season because everybody expects that Red Bull is going to run away with it, especially given testing. Red Bull, for those who I don't know, have been keeping track with testing, they had a perfect test. Yeah, They hit all their targets, they were the fastest. Uh, if you account for different tire compounds, they were by far the fastest. And they had a perfect test. So everybody's believing they're going to run away with it. I think Fari's going to give them a run for their money. And I think it's going to be the type of championship that we saw in 2021 between Mercedes and Red Bull, where it's going to be neck and neck. And I don't think a lot of people expect that.
0: Okay.
1: Great. But for example, a lot of people are saying, biggest surprise could be Nico Hulkenberg in the house.
0: I was going to say Nico Hulkenberg. Um actually I mean I even though I personally don't have a lot of faith in him uh I still think that he's going to blow a lot of people including myself out of the uh out of the water in terms of what he's capable of doing even though he hasn't had a full race seat in 4 years. And he's raced in four four times. Since then, right? Twice in Yeah. What? I'm gonna turn off this uh We had a phone go off in my house. Welcome to uh The recording, <laughs> studio, recording at, the studio at the, residence. So, uh, the residence. so yeah, I think that Nico Holkenberg is gonna do extremely well. Um it... uh, people think people think that Kevin Magnuson is going to completely outperform. I'd like to disagree. Uh, I I think that Nico Hulkenberg still has that sort of potential to be able to at least run with Magnussen, which for at some point Mick Schumacher was able to do, but then not really. Um, so, yeah, I think there's potential in there for Nico Hulkenberg to be a good surprise. Um, Lance Stroll's going to get a podium. It's that. It's <laughs> I
1: like how you snuck that in there. It's actually funny that we bring up Nico Hulkenberg, because in the in the Drive to Survive series, um, there was the altercation between Magnussen and Hulkenberg at the German Grand Prix back back oh, in the day. My
0: favorite. Memory. And he
1: said, uh, Magnussen said to Hulkenberg, "Suck my balls." And <laughs> and in the Netflix in the Netflix show, you know they interviewed Magnussen on what he thinks about Hulkenberg coming back to Hess or coming to Hess, and he said, "Well, he can still suck my balls." And it it was pretty funny. But yeah, a lot of people are saying that Hulkenberg is going to be a big surprise. In terms of individual driver, I'm going to say that my uh, big surprise, and a lot of people are expecting Gasly to do very well in the Alpine. I'm going to say Alcon's going to beat Gasly in the Alpine. That's going to be like my driver's surprise. I wouldn't Um, be too
0: surprised if they end up like uh, him and Alonso last year, where they're one or two points.
1: Yeah. But I think that Alcon's going to run away with it. He has more experience in the car, and you know, like I always say in this show, on this show, uh, a different car takes a lot of time to get accustomed to. Yeah. Um, You know, Gasly was doing very well. I mean, last year we kind of put an asterisk on it because AlphaTauri didn't ha- didn't have a good car last year, but he did consistently better every single year, especially in 2021, where it was his best year ever, um, besides his win in 2020. Um, but yeah, I think that Alcon's gonna outperform Gas. That's gonna be like my driver's surprise. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I also think Lance Stroll's gonna get a podium, but maybe <laughs> I'm just optimistic. Because last year I said but the thing is, last year I said that Lance was going to win a race. So this, I'm going this to This year they're
1: closer to winning a race than yeah, this time last year. I'm, but the question is, Jonah, is that really a surprise? Because given the hype around Aston Martin at testing hmm. is people are saying that, ne- even in Bahrain, the first week of the season, we could be seeing a fight between Alonso and Verstappen at the front.
0: I'm so ready for that. You have no idea.
1: Uh, are, is that really a surprise? Given uh, what we saw at testing,
0: Lance Stroll currently has no wrists, from what I understand. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I would still consider it a surprise. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. Is that what happened? Yeah, he broke, broke both, both his, his wrists. wrists in a biking accident. Oh my god! Yeah. seriously. If if you hear if you hear me, Lance, please get better from both of us. Yes, absolutely. Followers. Um,
1: wishing you uh a, uh a, a well soon from home.
0: Interesting to see how Felipe Djokovic does. Yes. Um, former F two champion. He,
1: he again speculation that he could be points on debut.
0: I'd like to see that happen. I, I hope you to know see what? that happen. I. I have followed enough sports teams in my life to know that optimism is your worst enemy. <laughs> so, Literally. Yeah. Like especially with the Habs, we had so much hope. You know, we went to the finals and everything. And then the year after, we were the first team mm-hmm. ever to finish 32nd out of 32. Uh this year, you know, uh yeah, I'm I've followed Ashton Martin for long enough. To know that this kind of hope is nice, but I'm not necessarily running on it.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of talk that Aston Martin's going to do well. Let's move on. We we have in our notes. Yes.
0: We have the biggest disappointment as well. I think it's going to be McLaren. As a team. As a team. Both of them. The car is just going to be bad. I have a... All year. Yeah. I have a bad vibe about McLaren this year. And I think... It's going to be the Alpine revenge tour over McLaren. For taking their driver. For taking their driver, exactly. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think that McLaren is just not going to have a great car this year. Um, I don't even think that they're going to manage a podium, which is what they did last year. They got one. And it, they were the only ones the, yeah. not named uh, Ferrari, Ferrari, Mercedes Mercedes or and... to get a podium. I don't even think they're going to manage that.
1: Wow, it's a very that's a very interesting take. I mean... They've had their problems of testing. Zach Brown even said himself they didn't even hit the targets they wanted to. Um, The first day they had the 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 wheel, what they calling the wheel brow. Yeah. They had issues the wheel brow, and you know when you have issues like that, minute issues of testing, it's not good because then you're not able to uncover the real issues when you're actually running the car, and you're not able to uncover the real performance gaps when you're running the car because you've less time running the car because you're fixing all these minute issues. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think McLaren going to have the best beginning of the season, just like how they were out in Q one at the Bahrain Grand Prix this time last year.
0: Yeah, but
1: but the whole season races, is a very bold prediction.
0: Three races after that, though, they got on the podium.
1: Right, and they might.
0: I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it's it. It's a
1: very it's a it's a bold prediction. I'll see what happens. Andreas Seidel leaving gives me bad vibes. Really, my biggest disappointment of the season. It has to be Yuki Tsunoda. Mm. It has to. I have to remain on the theme, because no seat. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think that this is going to be his last season in Formula One, because when you're in a team like Red Bull, the whole point of you being an AlphaTauri is that way you could come up to the big brother team, the, yeah. the sister team, as I like to say, and you know, and drive that car. But I don't think that you know they, they see potential in him, which is why they kept him for another year. Mm-hmm. But this is the last straw, and when the pressure is on, I don't know if Yuki Tsunoda is the type of guy to shine and and beat the pressure. Time will tell, but I think that that's going to be the disappointment of the season for him. He's not going to score his seat, and I think it's going to be more than obvious.
0: Hmm. Um, you know who may also be a disappointment about three
1: Yeah, he he's in the same situation, right? Do you I do think, okay,
0: but. Valtteri Bottas has a higher percentage of keeping his seat than Yuki Tsunoda at the current moment.
1: Agreed. But at the same time, they're kind of in a similar position of their contracts are expiring and there's going to be decisions made on their on their, uh, on their, their situation. Mm-hmm. At but, the end of this season, mm-hmm. the team principal, Valfa Romeo, who is no longer Fred Reserve, but I'm not remembering his name.
0: It's the Stella something rather? Yes. From uh, McLaren? Last name Stella. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But... The team principal Alfa Romeo is going to have to make a decision on Val both axes. His contract is coming up. It might not have been a one-year contract, but right now he's basically another one-year contract.
0: Yeah.
1: And um,
0: what if he goes into full contract year mode? And uh, but I don't know. Who, I'm not feeling that this year. I think also the cars are just going to be bad. Yeah. Like really, uh,
1: really, when really you're bad. at a, tier, a team like that, it's very hard to show to people that you're yeah. you're worth of something. I think George Russell was an anomaly in that sense.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of like. Uh, I think they're going to be something like ninth in the Constructors' Championship. I mean, they
1: had an all right test. There was no issues with their test. So you never know with them.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not feeling Alfa Romeo this year. I, Alfa Romeo has never given me the best impression. Even like, I mean, in they, general. Again, like you don't know what to they do. They
1: are kind of team. supposed to be an academy team, but they're trying not to be.
0: It's that, not working.
1: They're very weird positioning. You know, we, we and, I, and I both went to business school, and we we learned <laughs> in business school that no, it, you have to position yourself strategically within the market, right? Mm-hmm. They're having a tough time as a team positioning themselves strategically on the grid. Are they a team that that wants to be fighting for championships in a couple of years? Are they a team that wants to be the academy team for Ferrari? Because that's what they typically do. The I Ferrari academy drivers. But yes, but no, because Haas also wants to get into the midfield at the same time. Yeah. Whereas, does Alfa Romeo have the intentions to get into the midfield? Or do they want to be that purely that academy team? Signing Valtteri Bottas did not help their case. Signing yeah. Joe Guan Yu, an Alpine academy driver, did not help their case. So, to me, it's very confusing the direction that Alfa Romeo is going in. Um, Haas has a clearer direction. Yeah. Williams has a clearer direction. Alfa Tauri has a clearer direction. Yeah. Alfa Romeo does
0: not. Interesting but, to see what's going to happen
1: next Exactly. And, and it's not helping Formula One that now there's a whole mix and match situation with contracts. Yeah. We have Red Bull drivers going to Mercedes teams and we have Mercedes drivers managed by Toto Wolff and Nick DeVries and Esteban Alcon joining are, Alpine,
0: Alpine and and, 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 Tari. and
1: Tari. So we have a whole musical chairs with the Driver Academy now. I'm living for it. You know, and fair. then Oscar Piastri, an Alpine Academy driver, they spent more than four million dollars developing him. Is now McLaren, so we're having this I'm music chair situation. Drama. Agreed, completely agreed.
0: <laughs> the job was amazing. But it's just
1: tough to uh, then identify what direction yeah. the teams are going in.
0: I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Oscar Piastri scenario. Now that you come back to it, is gonna be the same thing as Cyril to Daniel versus. Oh, a hundred percent thoroughly believe he's going to regret his decision exactly i think that's going to be oscar piastri this year i completely agree um i mean it's it was probably the best case scenario for all for Alpine for all you know yeah i yeah yeah uh now it's time for uh most improved team uh i think we all know what i'm gonna say i think we're in agreement with this one yeah (laughs) we're
1: in agreement here i think it's definitely going to be aston Martin. yeah
0: they were, they were tied for six last year.
1: They were tied for six last year. But I think the important thing that we have to focus on, Jonah, here is that the team principal, Mike Crack, said that, and the, the, the chief, um, Dan Hollows, who's the technical director, chief director, technical director at Aston Martin, who was at Red Bull and was very involved in the, in the aerodynamics of Red Bull in the latter season when they were, you know, when they were improving. He said, this car is 95% new. So this is not Could a sixth good. place car anymore. Could be good. And judging by the times, Alonso being second on the timesheets day one, that's and being in the top five in all three days of testing, that gave me so much hope. <laughs> it's it's it's. I think they're going to be the most improved team. Yeah. I think it's going to be you know you know they might even battle for wins. I'm I'm not even kidding.
0: If Aston Martin wins a race this year, it's going to be probably the best podcast episode you've <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> I. Uh, I don't know, because, yes, I agree with you, Aston Martin is going to be the most improved team. However, Alonzo. We have seen this time and time again, where each time that he comes into a team, he completely destroys it from the inside out and leaves. And that scares me so much. But... From what I see, it looks like it's been relatively positive since he's come in. He even said that Lance Stroll is world champion material. Yeah. And I don't even think that Lance Stroll is world championship material. So if he says that Lance Stroll is gonna win a world championship, I'm gonna be the happiest person and ride with that. I
1: think maybe he's saying that because he knows something more than we do. Oh, yeah. I think he I think that he's saying that because he really believes in Lauren Stroll's investment in the team. Yeah. He believes in Aston Martin as a team. And that's why he signed on for the project. I think that it's, it's, it's clear. And uh, yes, if Aston Martin wins a race this year, specifically if Lance Stroll wins the race this year, wow.
0: I'm literally going to talk for an hour and a half straight. And- oh
1: my <laughs> God. Oh my God. We, we, we're going to go to Cardomania, Jonah and I, down the street from his house. Yes. I want to go kart where Lance Stroll go karted as a child in his honor as um, a celebration i think we should do that anyways yeah we should you're right
0: yeah but <laughs> yeah i haven't gone to Media in like 10 years at least it's been a
1: year for me i was there last year you were there last yeah, year. yeah i was there last year okay
0: well i was not
1: lance stroll was there when the during the grand prix uh weekend oh yeah yeah he comes every grand prix weekend
0: lance stroll was also at the bell center recently at a Habs game oh yeah like a couple weeks ago yeah Yeah, I was so sad because I was actually thinking of going to that game and then I didn't end up going and all I see on my social media is people sending me stuff being like Lance was there man were you yeah. there?" I'm like no <laughs> but I'm very sad <laughs> anyways it's okay he was in a box I couldn't have been able to see him anyways
1: so let's move on we're gonna talk about now
0: drivers and constructors the
1: winners of this year yeah and I think we might have some differing opinions on one of them. Let's start with the drivers championship. Uh who do you think is gonna win the drivers championship? Jonas, say it. Let's go right away. Let's go.
0: George Russell is gonna win the drivers championship.
1: Whoa, okay. That's that's a hot take. That's a very hot take.
0: <laughs> George Russell is going to be the twenty twenty three Wow. Champion.
1: See, like that was that's such a hot take to the point where I thought we were gonna be in agreement on this. No. And I'm convinced that and I'm like surprised that we're not.
0: Okay, look, Mercedes are sandbagging. That's all that I could say. But let me... What? no, No, let me explain, okay? Last year, they had so much forward momentum over the course of the year that with the regulations staying... I'm not saying 2020 to 2021 levels of constant, but constant enough where it's not 21 to 22 Um, Mercedes could build off the success that they had in later parts of the year and be able to develop their car um, to go back to championship winning glory. Um, I think that it's going to be George Russell winning the championship for that because um, even last year we saw that Russell outperformed Lewis Hamilton most of the time last season. Um, Even when the car started getting better, sure, Lewis Hamilton ended up getting on par to Russell, but not better than Russell. So that's why I think that it's going to end up being George Russell's championship season. Let me ask you a question. Ask me.
1: Do you believe it's George Russell's championship to win or his championship to lose?
0: It's going to be his to win because it's going to be Red Bull's championship to lose because they're defending champions and there's this there's this huge amount of of expectations that are placed on them right but i'm saying don't discount mercedes um kind of like the new england patriots in football all the time where i mean when they had brady it was always oh this year they're not gonna make it like brady's old everyone's so bad here it's like oh hamilton is is forty thousand years old like they, did, they didn't They did even win a race last year until Brazil. Ah, they're not going to do well. Let's just throw them out and talk about Ferrari and Red Bull. No, 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 no. I think that this was just a down year for Mercedes rather than a sh- sign of what's to come. So I think that it's going to be George Russell winning the F1 title.
1: I'm going to say the F1 world champion, Jonah, I'm sorry to tell you, and I don't even like saying this. It's going to be Max Verstappen. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it has to be. Red Bull is so strong. He's, They're in incredible form. He's too good. <laughs> he is. It's going to be him. There is no way that it's not. But what I will say, though, that I don't think he'll win it in Suzuka like he did last year or have the chance to win it in Singapore. Do
0: we think it's going to be an Abu Dhabi showdown?
1: I don't think it's going to be necessarily Abu Dhabi, but it might be a Brazil showdown. I think it's going to come to the last two races Last three races. Imagine that. Imagine if it's you know, a
0: recreation of 2012, where in Brazil, Seb won the championship, and then there's this picture of Alonso like trying his best not to cry inside his Ferrari helmet. Do you know what I'm talking? Yes, about? I
1: know exactly what you're talking. Imagine about.
0: if it's that, but it's Verstappen and still Alonso.
1: <laughs> I if, it, if 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 Aston Martin is that good of a season then I'll be incredibly happy. That's fair. But I don't think it's going to be... a. I think it's going to... I don't think it's going to be a runaway. I think it's going to be a title fight. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be with Alonso necessarily. No. It's going to be a title fight between Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen. They're both in incredible form. Yeah. They're both strong drivers. Max just has the better car. And I believe it's going to be a fight between the two. Yeah. Um, And I think Max is going to win in either Mexico... Sao Paulo, or Abu Dhabi?
0: I respect that decision. I mean, you you think he's going to win, well, winning three straight, when not No, no, I think he's going to
1: either win, he's going to clinch the championship in no, either of those races.
0: Three straight titles is not something new. No. In our, Vettel in has our done world. it. Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton has done it. Schumacher. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he wins three straight, he'll be part of the greats immediately. I think As ar- if he wasn't. I think already. he's
1: already part of the exactly. greats. Um, Um, but yeah, so I'm going to say, uh, it's going to be a Max Verstappen championship win. And by default, I'm also going to say that it's going to be a Red Bull racing Constructors championship. I agree
0: with you on the Constructors front. I think it's going to be Red Bull as well. Interesting. Um, I think that they have the most balanced lineup, uh, out of the top three teams in my opinion, uh, just because no one, no one has the sort of talent that Sergio Perez does in terms of being able to master most types of conditions,
1: he has to win the Mexican GP this year. It's, if he doesn't, win he the needs Mexican to. GP, it's time.
0: It's about it's time. time. But, um, but I think that Sergio Perez is going to do better than he did last year. I just think that it's going to be the kind of season where we're going to have three teams that are fighting for wins at least every single race. And I think that George Russell is just going to be the one that's going to edge everyone out. But I still think that Red Bull overall is going to have the better team season.
1: It's a, it's a very interesting take because, you know, based on the premise that Sergio Perez does better, you know, that, that takes away points from Max.
0: In no, a it's going to take away points from Ferrari. Take away points from either. Yeah, well, it will take away points from all of the competition, right? right? So that's what I'm thinking in my head. Is interesting. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a three way battle. Hopefully, four way battle.
1: Yeah, I Um, hope. I hope it's gonna. I hope it's gonna be the most competitive season yet. That's what it's shaping out to be.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, look, in 2012, we had seven drivers winning seven races in seven races. So wish we have a season, season like that, if we have a season like that, it'll probably be the craziest thing that I am conscious enough to remember <laughs> because look, I, I was 11, 12 years old in that season. Right. So, I mean, sure. I remember some things, but I don't remember a lot,
1: you know? So Right. Let's, let's get back to the Mercedes for a second. Yes. I want to address what you said about Mercedes. Please. Talk to me about, about how Mercedes. they're, you know, so happened to be sandbagging. Yeah. I don't think they are. I don't think they're sandbagging.
0: Never underestimate the black livery. <laughs> what I do want to talk
1: about is that I think the development race is going to kick in quicker this year. And that's what their potential in doing well. Because Mercedes is always good at developing their car mid-season. Yeah. And so is Red Bull. It's not take away that from Red Bull. But I think that's where they're going to get their their boost and their and their ability to win.
0: Yeah, I think... I think in the development race, it's definitely going to be Mercedes that's going to make the most improvements. And that's where I think, like you said, if it kicks in a lot earlier than we think it's going to. Then... It already has. Everybody's bringing upgrades to Bahrain. Exactly. So if it's already kicked in, then I think that it's it's Mercedes that's going to end up making more gains than we think they are. Um, also, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to navigate the budget cap Because it won't be like when they were in championship-winning form, when they could just spend all the money, like they have Pizza Planet money, and just go for it and see if we can make the fastest car possible, even though we're already two hundred points away from the rest of the competition. You know, right? I think that at the same time, there's this sort of fire in Total Wolf, especially after last season, where he's going to find a way to motivate the team to be able to push further than they think they can. Um so I think with the mix of everything, like you said, with the development with um with the driver lineup that they have, I mean more specifically Russell in my case, mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be a it's going to be that it's going to be that kind of season for Mercedes. I don't think it's going to be like I said earlier, I don't think it's going to be a situation where they you know, after last year, they kind of just don't win titles for a while until the next year. I think it's going to be just a down year for Mercedes. And now they pick it up again and they they kind of squeeze this one out.
1: Look, okay, it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah. Let's talk about next week's Bahrain Grand Prix. Well,
0: next week it's Wednesday.
1: Well, um, this Friday is Friday's, practice, yes. Saturday it. qualifying. It's coming up,
0: Sunday race.
1: For that Sunday race, Jonah, what are your predictions in terms of race winner and maybe a little bold
0: prediction we could get? It's going to be a repeat of 2022. Both Red Bull's engines are going to catch on fire. You think so? (laughs) Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) And Sean Leclerc is going to win. Interesting. I think
1: it (laughs) it could also be a repeat. My prediction is that it's going to be a Ferrari win. Yeah, I think it's going to be either a Carlos Sainz or a Charles Leclerc win. Don't count on Carlos Sainz.
0: See, there is something also to why I think Charles Leclerc is going to win. I saw this. I don't know where I saw it from, but it was whoever won the first race of the season finished second in the championship for 10 years in a row.
1: Wow! Yeah, it was something. That's okay. Cra- that's like that. a crazy conspiracy.
0: No, I mean, okay, obviously, it's it's some crazy coincidence, <laughs> right? Probably, coincidence. Like, that's what I was looking yeah. for. But let's like twenty twenty two, Charles Leclerc won. He finished second in the championship.
1: Twenty twenty one, Hamilton. Hamilton. What? He finished second in the championship.
0: championship. Twenty twenty, Valtteri won. He finished second, second in the championship. championship. Twenty nineteen was Australia. Valtteri won. He finished second <inaudible> in the championship. <inaudible> <inaudible> <inaudible>
1: Oh. So you don't want to win on uh, in Bahrain. I'm
0: just no, For
1: if, if Charles Leclerc is listening, don't win in Bahrain. Don't win in Bahrain.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. That's uh it. First uh first episode of season 3. Happy to be here.
1: Happy to be here too. We'll um, do more
0: episodes in person this season. Yes. Uh so if you guys want to follow us for the entire 2023 season and beyond feel free to like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at the JJF1 Podcast. And we will see you for the next episode. See
1: ya! ya.